Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You might be thinking you're in for a full show. And you're right, because with me today, I have the special pleasure of having the New Jersey sweetheart. No, not Andrew Street. I was like, Andrew? Is it Andrew? <laughs> no, it's not Andrew. Oh. He's New Jersey trash because he's not here today. <gasps> uh, with me today, I have the one and only... Mr. Ian Prochelle. Howdy. It's me. It's your boy. Yeah, I, you know, it's been, I, I feel like it's been a very, very long time since we have podcasted together. And uh, it's very good to have you back. Thanks, man. What, I appreciate it. Yeah. What have you, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to? I have yeah. no idea. Like that, that, that question just now gave me so much anxiety because I was like, what, what is something interesting that you've been doing? And then I was like, nothing. Um, but I guess that is a side tangent because that's kind of where I live. I live in the side tangent. Hey. Um, I was hanging out with friend. I'm not even sure if you all know each other, but, um, but Ben Bellevue, he's, he's the homie. Uh, mm. He lives in San Diego and we were talking and it was me, Ben and Cowdy, my wife. And uh -huh. we were all in the backyard just hanging out talking and, we were talking about nerdy stuff. So Cal was kind of just like hanging out, drinking like a, a drink or whatever, drinking some wine. And then I realized that Ben and I have been talking for like 20 straight minutes. And then I looked to Cal and I say, is this what it feels like to listen to a podcast? <laughs> like just two <laughs> white dudes waxing poetic about something. And then the other person's just sitting there. So. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now I got to ask you. Yes. Cal, is she a fan of the White Claw? Oh, OK. She hasn't had it and she does not know anything about it or anything about the <laughs> sort of fervor around them. Um, but because again, for people that don't know, I met my wife in Japan and then we came to San Diego, we came to the U S so like all of these like social, like not, uh, I guess upheavals is the right word. Like it just goes completely over her head because she's not on U S Twitter. She's on Japan Twitter. Right. We'll say that for example, all of her mm -hmm. best friends are, mm -hmm. are Japanese people. Right. So she's getting like all the new trends that are happening in Japan, but not as keyed into like pop culturisms as um, as fellow Americans, I guess. My fellow Americans um, <laughs> drink White Claw. Um, but no. Yeah. So she knows nothing about it. And I didn't know anything about it until I went to PAX West and I saw someone throw a White Claw at someone and it like give them a concussion. So <laughs> that's my first and last uh, interaction with White Claw. So. Yeah, I don't really know what it is. It's like, uh, from what I can gather, it's like yes. alcoholic LaCroix, right? Is that the deal? Sam, this reference is for two people, and the two people are currently talking on this podcast. Um, White Claw <laughs> is just Chew High. Oh, shit. It's okay. just Chew High. It's literally just Chew High. I had one over the PAX West or whatever, and it's like, hey, this is sparkly. It has a vaguely fruit-adjacent thing it's liquor inside that's just chew high like <laughs> like americans had to take the one good thing from japan ruin it and give it to white suburban moms we really just had to do it to them <laughs> we really just had to do it to them <sighs> speaking of white moms yikes i have a question so, for you sam yeah so i was talking in that same conversation with ben bellevue i was uh -huh. talking talking about horse girls and yeah, wow, my cat is just going in right now. Cat, what are you doing? Um, that's the thing <laughs> about having an animal is that you always like no matter what, whether you close the door or not, you are always at risk of that animal, like just fucking your whole shit up. So <laughs> if you hear a cat or if you hear meowing or whatever, prepare yourself. Um, 
No, so I was talking with Ben Bellevue and we were talking about someone that we mutually know. And I was like, oh, that girl is a horse girl. And then we kind of went back and forth. Oh, and for people that don't know, horse girls are not <laughs> centaurs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, girls who love horses, who wear Ugg boots and love wearing like, you know, those like, you know, those puffy jackets, but they don't have the sleeves on those people. So mm-hmm. that's what a horse girl is. Um, so we were talking about horse girls and Cal goes, what's a horse girl? And then Ben and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, no, I don't know how to explain what a horse girl is to my non-American wife. Um, So we like talked about it for no joke, like 30 minutes trying to break down what a horse girl is. And I'm not going to explain it here. But the crazy third eye opening thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Tell me what. What are you curious about? So the way that you just described it, you talk you're talking about girls in the Ugg boots and the the puffy North Face jackets. Yes. But. To me, a horse girl is a girl who is just obsessed with horses. Yes. Like she so, grew up. Yes, yes, yes. And it's that like is not true. like I feel like Ugg boots and the North Face jackets may be a little pretentious, but kind of normal. Yes. yes kind of. Like, yeah. So I feel like horse girl, the epitome of not normal. Yeah. OK. So what I me- so what I described was the visual aesthetic, the um, the aesthetic mood board of a horse girl. Okay. Obviously, the defining characteristic of horse girl is, damn, I love them equine creatures. <laughs> I love to pet them long, <laughs> them long haired goats that are way bigger than normal. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you have to love horse before mm. you can become a horse girl. Right. Okay. But I was, I was giving people a mood board, okay, if gotcha. you will, a visual kind of um, key, key figure art there. Um, but yeah, so we were explaining horse girls to cow and cow goes, oh, no, yeah, I get it. I, I have a friend that's a horse girl back in Japan. And then we were drinking wine and I look at the wine and my ADHD brain like warped the image of a horse girl holding a glass of wine. And then I was like, wait a minute. When you grow up as a horse girl, you evolve Pokemon style into a wine mom. And (laughs) then I was like, what's the pre-evolution of horse girl? And I was like, oh God, it's, um, oh no. What is it called? What are those like beauty pageants for like six year olds or whatever? Oh shit. Not the debutante balls. Uh, No, that's like, what is it? It's like the, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. It's like the toddlers and tiaras, right? Yes. So you, 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 toddlers and tiara evolves into horse girl or <laughs> toddlers, toddler and tiara evolves into horse Heather, horse Heather <laughs> evolves into wine, wine mom. And that's the three tiered <laughs> evolution. Um, and that's kind of, um, and that's where our conversation went the other day. And I thought that was, I thought it was a gas. So I just let you know. Mm, that does How sound many horse uh, girls do you know? You know, uh, we talked, actually, we talked about this last week on the show. My, or maybe we didn't, um, because I was too embarrassed, but my aunt uh, is a horse girl. She straight up draws horses for a living. Oh, okay. Uh, that's art. That's art aunt. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we've, so, we've talked yeah. about her before. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, she's just like a straight up horse girl. One time we went to her, like, she was like living with some like rich ass people in Greenwich, Connecticut. That's where they uh, live. And she would like lived in their barn and she just straight up drew their animals. Like, That's like and took care of their horses. I I what am a at a loss life. here. What right? a, that's like that's horse girl heaven right there. <laughs> Hor- horse girl heaven. Horse girl heaven is my new screen name. My <laughs> AOL aim screen name. Horse girl heaven. Um, Yo, if you think that's not going to be the name of this episode, you're dead wrong. 
I see this man pulling out his phone, writing horse girl heaven. Um, but yeah, like kind of going back to the whole like conversation that they were having or that we were having all three of us back in the backyard or whatever. It's knowing Cowdy, knowing my wife mm-hmm. is the greatest gift in all of existence. Not because I love her because she's this amazing multi-talented person it's that i have to like as an adult man explain what a horse girl is to my adult (laughs) wife and be like yeah well people on the internet make fun of girls who love horses and then cow's like why horses are great and i'm like no like not in like in a mean way like and then i had to show her a girl walking on all fours you know the video (laughs) and her neighing and i'm like this this is the person we're talking about not like cindy whatever who loves to look at a horse on her drive home or whatever through the countryside and she's like, oh, no, I get it. Those people deserve to be made fun of. And I'm like, okay, good. Now we have we have reached common ground, and that's where we're at now. And, uh, like, we – oh, and I had to describe um, – what else was it? I mean, you live in Japan. Like, does this ever come up where you, like, say, like, a meme or a joke, and then the person looking at you is like, ha-ha, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. It's it's rough. Uh, I uh, – so this is a side tangent, but I have a, I have a student who – her vocabulary is pretty, like, I would say pretty good. Um, but, you know, she, everything else is like kind of rough. But she, so she's reading an article about Uchiwa fans, uh, which are like those fans that you like get in the summer that are free. Yeah. Uh, and the article said it used the word imbuing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's that mean? I was like, oh, fuck. How do I explain this? Not in a way that is like. Like, cause I've, the only time I've ever heard that word is used in like fucking D and D and like fantasy mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Like you imbue the fucking master sword with power. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, how do I explain this? And uh, it was, it was a big meme. Uh, so not as, like, maybe not as funny as horse girl, but just as. <laughs> not, well, I mean, I feel like that's applicable. like just naturally. Yeah. Like that's like work though. Right. Like, of course I'd work. You're like, I have to explain this with a certain level of acuity and I want to make sure that I'm giving people a good experience. Right. Like cow, like I think the first time this ever happened, it was like, cow was like, what does it's lit mean? And I was like, um, (laughs) well, (laughs) if you, if you weren't my girlfriend at the time, I would be like lit means like on fire. But I was like, it actually means about drug. And that's kind of where that thing goes. She's like, wow. Okay, cool. Like, Hey, Anyone out there, go to a foreign country that doesn't speak English and then just have a gas trying to explain anything, literally anything, to anyone yeah. from another country. It's rough. But it's so much I wanna, fun. I want to hear about I want to hear about PAX. Mom, oh, PAX. turn off your headphones. We're going to talk about video games. So, <laughs> These yeah. guys should have like an interlude like, time for video games. Turn off your headphones <laughs> now. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Stop I want to hear about your experience. Mm-hmm. So I think PAX for me is, at least this year's PAX, was kind of weird. Um, and how, what, what's the, how much am I allowed to share? Am I allowed to overshare? Am I allowed to undershare? What, do we, what, do we, what level I mean, of info do you is, want? This is basically like a, a therapy session. But oh, like, okay. But also the therapist also needs therapy. So <laughs> it's like a two-way street. What is so. it like that Dopio the Clown thing where you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm sad. Oh, okay, go to Dopio the Clown. But sir, I am Dopio or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Um, no, so PAX last year, I guess for context, um, I work, If for people that don't know, if this is a thing, I um, do work with the guys over at OK Beast. I'm one of the, I don't even know, am I, 
How much are you supposed to say when you're like, I work for a thing. I'm a founding member of OK Beast. Like, Can you just say you started it, basically, right? Eh, I don't With know bless. anymore. It's so it's so long ago. I don't know. I yeah. talk about video games on the Internet and we started a site and a podcast and we post articles and we do videos and we do whatever. Um, th- if you're into that sort of thing, I think it's pretty great. You should check it out if you want. Anyway, so we... Last year, me, Blessing, and Alex all went to PAX West, and it was my first media event, and I, like, got, like, only button-up shirts, and I prepared months in advance, and I was, like, oh, hello, like, I was shaking shaking hands and kissing babies and giving out business cards, and I don't know why the babies were there. We probably should have not had babies there. It's a big <laughs> event. But, like, I was very much, like, oh, I'm going to go to 20 appointments, and I'm going to talk to these people and get codes and network or whatever. Um, and it was good because, you know, that's what I should have been doing. Right. Like, and I ended up meeting a lot of cool people, a lot of cool contacts. Like, um, one of my friends now, Manny, he works for, um, for doom, not doom, mm. the concept, but like doom, the video game, um, which is mm. cool. Uh, a friend that I met last year at PAX now works for square Enix, which is cool. Like, you know, that's kind of the purpose of this event, right. To meet people in your industry, um, that you kind of like hang out with and vibe with and then kind of like grow over that year and then come back and be like, Hey, look at all the cool stuff we've done or, or whatever. Um, sure. so last year was a major success for me. Um, this year definitely feels like the phantom menace year <laughs> for me or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Star Wars. I assume that's the one in the middle, right? Is that, is that the middle one? That's the first one. Fuck. And then what's the middle one? Like, like the, the clone cr- wars chronologically the first one. Yeah. Then what's the second one? Oh, no, no. So then the Phantom Menace. release order. Is that, is that a prequel? Is Phantom Menace is the one with Darth Maul and like little baby. Darth okay, Vader. so it was so it was a bad one. Yeah. Okay, so yes, that was it was definitely the Phantom Menace year for me. Um, okay. Not necessarily because it was bad, but it was just a it was a growing year for me. It was me trying to better understand my role, um, both personally and at a company at large company, whatever the fuck, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like at a Mm -hmm. site at large. Right. Um, so it was, I would be lying if I didn't say it was a little bit difficult. Um, Mm. and yeah, like I was on the show floor. I had like my first panic attack ever. That was fun. Um, I, yeah, well, I'm, I'm okay. It's not a big deal. It wasn't even that like scary in comparison to other people's sort of experiences. But like I, I told the story, I think on the PAX recap video we did, but like, or the PAX audio recap that we did. And I like my heart started to race and I started to sweat. And I was like, there's too many people I need to get out of here. Like, and I like essentially like power walked out of there, like went and ate a deli sandwich and was like, whew, I'm done for the day. That was a, and it was (laughs) nine, it was 9 a.m. So (laughs) yeah. um, Mm. But yeah, like, again, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, with PAX. It was a growing year trying to like figuring out what I needed to do and, you know, what I was comfortable doing and, and what they wanted me to do and, and stuff like that. Um, th- definitely some highlight moments, definitely some low light moments. Like I saw my worst enemy. That was cool. Mm. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like, have I, I feel like I've told you this story before and I don't even know how much of this story I'm allowed to share, but, um, I had a, from before I started okay beast. Wow. I didn't start okay beast before I joined <laughs> okay beast. Um, I was living with people, um, in New Jersey while I was working at a hospital and this has already gone down the deepest, darkest tangent ever. Um, but we had a dispute, a living's dispute. And Mm. I 
moved out and I said, hey, you have one week to apologize or um, I'm not paying rent anymore. Bye. And you'll never see me again. And it was a house of like five people or whatever. And Mm. radio silence. And I was like, all right, y'all. Can I say the F word on the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, fuck y'all. Um, mm. I'm out. And then broke ties with all those people. And then kind of moved on with my life and did my thing. And the person, the, the reason why I left that house is because someone was spreading rumors about me that I was doing things like very, very, very bad things. Like things that I, I was going to say, like, mm. how can I, mm, that's too much information. Uh, it's just to say that like, it's comparable to like stealing and like hurting people or whatever, like spreading these rumors that like, you know, not even like that yeah. I give a shit about my reputation air quotes, but like essentially if, if this got out, I would go to jail or something like that, but it was fake. It was a lie mm. just to fuck with me. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to live in a house with somebody who's willing to like fuck with me on a grandiose level with my closest friends. So bye. Um, so Damn. I saw her at PAX and I was like, Oh wow. Cool. No. Like I literally fuck. walked into PAX. I heard a noise I turned my head to the right. She's working a booth. And I was, I literally whipped my body around and I was like, I'm done for the day. And 8.30 oh, a.m. I'm out. Yeah. So it was very, very awkward. And, and that's kind of what I'm talking about when it, I'm talking about like, oh, it's a growing year, understanding like what I'm comfortable doing, what I'm not comfortable doing. Um, like I ain't trying to leave my fucking house, get on a plane <laughs> and see my worst goddamn enemy from another coast. Right. Like I'm not trying yeah. to do that. That's wild. Like, what are the yeah. like? What are the chances? One, and then yeah. two. Like, oh man, that fucking sucks. Yeah. First person I see, oh. I get off the I get off the flight. I drop my shit off at the Airbnb. I see like um, like Rihanna. I see Alex. I see like those people. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to the show floor to see some games and like talk to some people, do some networking. Walk onto the show floor, see her. Nope, done. Bye. Just walk straight out. Um, oh so, my god. That was fun. But again, I'm like, I feel like I'm harping on the negative. Like we had an awesome PAX panel. We had like over 300 people show up and then like people left for another panel. And then that the room filled up again. Like it was like a mind blowing experience to kind of have that happen. Right. Yeah. That's so, it's so cool. Like, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't want to get all, get all nostalgic, but I remember when, I don't know, like a couple of years ago when, you know, it's just been cool seeing OK Beast like grow like first the Patreon and then like you added a bunch of shows and then like mm. you're now doing this like that's so cool. And I'm so happy for you. I am also happy with us like that took way longer to say out loud. <laughs> <coughs> but no, I mean, I mean, we could probably get yeah. into a deeper conversation about <clears throat> like hobbyism and and like you know, always working and, and doing all these different things or whatever. We probably get deep into that, but I don't really know what this show is supposed to be funny. So, um, mm. it probably shouldn't, but the funny, <laughs> I will say something funny about the panel specifically. So for people who listen to even the first 20 minutes of the show, you can tell that my thoughts are all over the place. I'm a chaotic person, right? <laughs> and this snippet, I guess, or this information is only really known to the people who are at the panel, right? So we go to the panel Right. And I'm not on the panel. It is Alex and blessing. Cause it's all about rankings, right? Mm. I'm not a huge fan of rankings. I am chaotic. My choices and preferences change like minute to minute. Right. So it's mm-hmm. Alex blessing, a friend of ours, Yousef from Ubisoft. And then another friend of ours, um, from another podcast spawn on me, Khalif Adams, then another uh, friend of ours from Nintendo life or no, sorry. Wow. I made, 
not Nintendo Life. Now it's Game Explained. Sorry, Steve Bowling. Um, <laughs> this that same joke was made on the panel, and I I think my brain was like, oh yeah, he works for Nintendo Life still. Um, but anyway, yeah, big oof. Sorry, bud. Um, so so yeah, so we had all these people up there, and like for whatever reason, I guess I like walk into the panel, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, uh, are you on the panel? And I'm like. I don't know, like this guy's like six foot seven or whatever, this massive tall dude, this giant beard biker looking guy. And like, I'm very intimidated, but I'm not on the panel. And the guys are like <laughs> setting up audio and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is my hit. I guess I got to take the, the L for these guys because they're busy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm a part of it. And he's like, all right, tell your, tell your guys that we got, uh, we got about like 10 minutes before we got to start. And I'm like, why is everything okay? Like, I thought our call time was this or whatever. And he goes, uh, no, uh, you know, the outside room is starting to become a fire hazard. And I'm like, a fire hazard? How many people are out there? He's like, enough for it to be a fire hazard. You guys got 10 minutes. And I'm like this. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is happening? So again, if you heard the other stories from PAX, I'm already pressed. I'm already stressed out. So this guy tells me this and I like run to Alex. I'm like, hey, what's the ETA on this? What's the ETA on this? So I'm, I am forced into a situation where I am responsible, where I need mm. to manage time and other people, which is already way galaxies <laughs> outside of my comfort zone. So I'm like, all right, I'm like trying to micromanage people. I'm getting people waters. I'm getting people mints. I'm like making sure the audio equipment is good. I'm making sure that the iPads are ready. Um, so then Finally, I get everything set up. It's like with five minutes left to spare. I'm like, all right, cool. I can relax. I can just embrace the chaotic energy that is me. Cool. So I sit down to the front row and Alex, um, we have the, the computer that Blessing is using to show all these clips or whatever hooked up to a projector and the projector mm -hmm. is displaying the Google Doc. Here's the problem. They um, kept the Google Doc online. So I'm in the oh, front row. no. And I have access to the Google Doc. <laughs> so again, for people that don't know, I mentioned it earlier in the show, I have ADHD really, really bad. So one of those <laughs> things is impulse control, right? So I know these guys are stressed out about the panel, right? I know they are because they want to make a good show. They want to make it like a good entertaining thing, right? But in my head, from my perspective, I'm like, oh man, if I was stressed out and worried and pressed, I would want someone to make jokes, to be to laugh, right? That's like the whole point. That's how you de-stress from a situation. Blessing and Alex are not like that, right? But in the moment, in the moment, my brain was like, hey, Ian, you should make a joke on the Google Doc to, to relieve the tension because of course they're worried about the panel going good. And again, for even more context, I did not look behind me for the entire panel until the very end. So in my head, I'm like, there's like 50 people behind me. If this joke goes wrong, who cares? Whatever, right? So I go on the Google Doc and like I forget the first game that it was or whatever, but I like I, someone. Um, I was like The Last of Us 2, I think it was, was the first mm. game we talked about. And it, I, someone made a joke during the panel and I wrote that joke out underneath the Google Doc. I was like, number one, I was like, damn, zombies really did it to him, huh? Period or something <laughs> like that. And then... Like they're talking and they can't really see the projector from their side. So like people in the first couple rows are laughing at this joke. And then Blessing is like looking around like what's happening? How is someone changing the Google Doc? And like and I'm like on my phone, like in the front row looking right at him. And I'm like, I don't know. And then like he's like, are you doing this? And I'm like, no. And then like that became like a bit throughout the show. And like they're like initially I could see. 
I was like, oh, like the crowd's liking it. This is good. I'm like hearing laughs behind me. This is a win. And then apparently Blessing told me later, he's like, I was ready to just straight up kill you in that first <laughs> like couple <laughs> minutes of the show or whatever. Um, and the one joke I distinctly <sighs> remember is Alex was saying that um, we were talking about Breath of the Wild. It's like it's the panel was top 10 best openings in games. And he said like um, something about Zelda Breath of the Wild. He called Zelda's voice sultry. <laughs> and the entire crowd was like, hmm, about that. And then I wrote underneath, I was like, sultry, what is wrong with you? Who rate, instead of writing Zelda Breath of the Wild, I erased it and I wrote, Who, what is wrong with you? There's nothing sultry about that. And like, I just started to write this long, like we're talking multiple sentence long joke. And like the crowd is laughing and he's like, hey, come on. It, wa- it was sultry. Stop, guys, come on. Um and like we talked about oh. Sonic Adventure 2 or whatever, and I just wrote the entire <laughs> lyrics out to Escape from the City in the entire <laughs> Google Doc and deleted everything else. So like we're talking <laughs> a giant wall of text of the entire lyrics from Sonic. Um, so yeah, uh, sometimes damn. chaotic energy is good. Long story yeah, short. I, I think on uh, on Gone Gold, uh, friend and co-host Cassidy Sargent, he was friend at... Host. The OK Beast panel. He was. He was. Yeah. And it was so awesome to see him. I like. Uh, and. Oh, man. it. I feel so shitty doing. Like even going to PAX. Because like we said before, like knowing your role, knowing what you have to do. Because like mm-hmm. I see Cassidy. I'm like, yo, Cassidy, fuck everything I have to do right now. Like, <laughs> let's just go hang out or whatever. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, I consider Cassidy to be a friend. Like he's a, he's a good dude. And I like hanging out with him. And then, like, I turned to, like, the the people who were at the panel and they're like, yo, Ian, that was that was great. Like, we should talk about this. Like, oh, come on, we're going to go into this industry thing or going to this or that. And, like, understanding what is my role is so hard. And God bless Cassidy's heart. And he was like, hey, dude, you're busy. Do your thing. I just want to say it was awesome. It was fun. Like, you're the best. Like, you know, have a good day. Like, ugh, I miss Cassidy. Long story short, I just miss Cassidy. Tell him I love him. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. So it was just like, yeah, you know, nice to. He, he kind of he told me he told us a little bit about the panel and, you know, he said you did some good goofs. So you had yes. at least one fan. Well, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm glad uh, that I had one. Cassidy's like my dad, like my real dad. <laughs> he's, he's like, like everyone's that was a, dad. He really is like that. He's the dad friend. Like people talk about the mom friend too often. Sometimes you need a dad friend. To just say that they're proud of you. You know? Yeah. Speaking of speaking of dad friends. Go on. Cassidy Sargent. Mm-hmm. One of my only friends uh, that's married. Uh, actually, my other best friend uh, from college is getting married right about now, or he's getting married today. So he oh, okay. was my second like married friend. Mazel but uh, you also also getting ready for for a wedding. Yes, so I, I am. was thinking if you have wedding any <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions for Cassidy, you can ask him, and then I I will answer. Those questions to the best of my ability as him. Okay. I thought that might be a good gag. About weddings? About weddings. If you have any questions that you would ask Cassidy, I'll answer them for you. Hmm. Hey, Cassidy. I, well, I don't even have a wedding question. I have a, I have a question about building a house. What, what possessed you to build a house? Why don't you just buy a house like a normal person, Cassidy? <laughs> um, well, you know, that was a really bad Cassidy um, impersonation. Uh, well, you know... Well, um, actually, we got to choose our own backsplashes and oh uh, we got to we got to choose the paint. We upgraded the, the faucets. We have a his and hers. Is that true? Uh, do so they have a his and hers? Shout out to them. I, I think they do have a his and hers. 
like, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that's it was like about the same price as like buying a house. Really? OK. Um, But, you know, they get to like kind of customize everything and it's like brand new and I guess shit won't break. Shit There's won't break. The, the, op- the possibility of things breaking is less maybe mm. if it's new. Is it like know. is it like a thing where like you're hey, if you build the house, you're like, listen, I can't blame anybody but me. If I break shit, it's you have to I look guess, deep like in that, the mirror. That seems to be. I, I guess that's what home insurance is for, though, I think. I guess so. This this uh, podcast is sponsored by Geico. That yeah. horny lizard going to give you the good house insurance. Yeah. Save 15 percent by using the code Ockpaws. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I The thing is, I make those jokes all the time on our show where I'm like, go to bestbuy.com backslash beast for 15 percent <laughs> off your next purchase of Beats by Dre headphones. And the universal response on the show, but my co-host is like, don't do that joke. And I'm like, why? Like, is Papa Best Buy knocking on my door? Like, excuse me. No, you cannot get 15% off. And here's the thing, y'all. If you go to if you go to bestbuy.com backslash OKBeast and a, and a fucking code pops up somehow, you're welcome. If nothing happens and you get splashed back to the normal Best Buy screen, then it's a it's a win-win. You, you're currently on Best Buy. They have the best buys, all right? Like... Okay, that's not on me. Okay, if you go to Geico.com and put in awkward pause, maybe you get 30% off. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> I don't determine that. That The that, lizard does. <laughs> I think that is a top tier gag. Like just it's telling right? someone to go to some random website. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And then guess what? One day when you do get sponsored by Best Buy and you do put in the offer code, Guess what? You fucking made it. You, you're essentially calling your shot like four years ahead. Like, Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> Don't let your dreams be memes, but let your memes be dreams. That's, I think uh, that's something I can that. get behind. Thank you. See, uh, I, this is why I love it. Awkward Pause, because in Awkward Pause, dreams are real. We're in the dream dimension, and this is where Awkward Pause lives. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a land of a land of make-believe. Uh, we, you know, we do our best to to keep it loose, keep it fun. Uh, and I think uh, I really, I think he, no disrespect to any other guests, but man, you just, I feel like you get, you get it. I do get and, it. Uh, I'm, Let me tell you I'm right there now. for it. I get it. But back to so, the house thing. Yeah. Back to the house thing with Cassidy. Do you, I was thinking about this actually the other day at work and I was talking to a coworker of mine and she's building a house too, where she's like, or doing something to their house. Or they're kind of setting stuff up. And this is a question I'm going to throw to you, Sam. After living in Japan, after kind of like what I would like to call being liquid, right? You like probably sold a bunch of shit when you went to Japan. You probably moved a whole bunch of shit from one one house to another. Like after living abroad and living in Japan specifically, do you ever see yourself buying a house, owning a house, like doing any of those sort of things? Like I'm trying to break Mm. down if it's a personality thing or an experience thing, like nature versus nurture when it comes to these sort of like situation like what do you like what are your thoughts on that hmm yeah i mean i think my case was maybe a a little different because like when i moved from new york Mm -hmm. uh i moved back home for a little bit in Mm -hmm. michigan yeah um and so i brought all my shit with me uh and all of that shit is currently still in michigan Um, okay i think like when i get back uh i'll probably like I'll probably sell some things, but I'll probably sell a lot of clothes because I mm-hmm. have a, 
I have a metric fuck ton of band t-shirts that I'll probably never wear again. And so, um, other than that, but yeah, I, I think someday I would like to, you know, to own a house, um, or, you know, do something, something like that. So then I guess that, I guess it's just me then, because like, I've talked to other people and they kind of give me the same response where they're like, oh yeah, you know, even though I lived abroad, you know, and like maybe like I have friends that like are are pretty well traveled, I guess as well. Um, And they're like, you know what? I I still kind of want to own a house. In my head, I'm like, eh, you know, like maybe I just like the thought of like being liquid, I guess, like being able Mm -hmm. to like just drop everything. And again, for context, when I left for, if people don't know, my whole shtick and story, or whatever. I pretty much dropped my entire life in the U.S. I like sold the majority of my shit. I um, like I have maybe a box that is like the size of a drawer at my parents' house, pretty much. Um, mm. That's about it. When I left for Japan, um, and I had no intentions of ever coming back to the U.S. And like, I'm and like I'm being completely serious. I was like, all right, oh, yeah. bye. Whether where I end up after Japan is maybe I'll go to India, maybe I'll go wherever, Hong Kong or what have you. Um, but you know, I was able to kind of make a life for myself out in Japan. Then I met cow and then I met, um, like all these like very close friends and stuff like that. And, and that was just kind of by happenstance. Um, but -hmm. I think ever since that feeling of like, Oh, I literally have a suitcase and this is everything I own. Um, I, I, I don't know. That was, to me, it was kind of freeing in a way, um, for someone that is kind of like a hoarder in their past life and like kind of would just collect and grab everything like there was something cool about like just mm-hmm. having one small bag of of things that you need and then you're done um and ever since then i can't really see myself owning a house or or anything like that like even if i like have kids or settle down air quotes i mean i am settled down i'm married right um <laughs> yeah. like so the way i worded that was weird i meant settle down geographically not yeah. romantically um but yeah like i i can't i can't really ever imagine myself being in a situation where like yes i'm going to pay the mortgage, own this house, and then I'm done, right? Like, I'm I'm mm. cool with owning an apartment or a condo or whatever, but, like, yo, if I want to dip, if I'm out to Japan next month, bye. Like, it's been real. Um, and I, mm. I guess, I don't know, I guess having cow also kind of helps with that, too. Having a, a spouse that is, by nature, like, I guess, geographically, yeah, like, like diametrically opposed, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Mm. I guess that's kind of the benefit, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. I, I think for me, like I, I'm ready to get to that like mother base sort of mother. phase of my life <laughs> where, you know, I'm, I'm upgrading things left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, my dad and I, we, we like re, re, uh, oh fuck renovated, not re, there we, go. we renovated our basement, mm-hmm. uh, or my parents' basement when I was home, uh, and it was just so, it was so satisfying, like, you know, tearing up a bunch of like shit and like, you know, pulling all this shit off the walls and doing all this and then like completely fixing it and making it look like really different. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I would buy like a, like HGTV fixer upper Mm -hmm. or whatever, but, you know, just like being able to buy something and then make it better over time really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of have that like. Like I like making things and like build. I don't know, I guess. No, I mean, I like totally that. 
I totally get that. And that's the thing is that I see that side and I think that's totally cool, but maybe it's just, maybe it's just a personality thing. Maybe I am, mm -hmm. I just enjoy being liquid too much. Right. Like maybe it's, it's my shtick, but I don't know. Like, yeah. it, I mean, maybe my thoughts would completely change if I was back in Japan. Right. Cause like now mm -hmm. that I'm in San Diego, I'm sitting here like, Oh man, like, yo, when I'm, I, you know that meme where it's like, man, when I see my therapist and go to get um, skincare and when I get med care, <laughs> it's over for y'all. I'm like, yo, when I'm an old ass man living in the countryside of Japan with good ass internet, it's over. Like I'm done. <laughs> like maybe, maybe that's like my end sort of pathway or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. This became so like an adult style podcast. Like what, what's your opinion on uh, renting versus owning? Huh? I'm <laughs> here. Are we the property brothers now? Is that how you yo, become a property brother? I think we are the property brothers. I, do you think that so, you become that a your... property brother by killing the last property brother? Is that how it works? Is it like um, the Highlander? Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah, the, the, uh, the old Dread Prince Robert. Uh, exactly. Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, so so is, it, is it your plan, like once Kao graduates, to move back to Japan? Is that kind of the, the play, mm, do you think? I don't know, man. It's, it's hard trying to make those sort of future plans. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get through this wedding and that's about as far as I'm thinking mentally. Um, okay. That's fair. But like, I guess, so yeah. Cal and I have this joke, right? And mm -hmm. I don't know if this is the same for other couples or even like in friendships or whatever, right? Where she's the one with the dream, right? She's like, oh, I have this, this dream of going to, I mean, even when we first started dating, I have this dream that I want to get really, really good at English. I want to go to the U S and I want to go to get my PhD there. Uh, and then she looks at me. She's like, what's your dream? I was like, I want to be alive. And she's like, cool, 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 normal, normal thing that normal people want to do with their life. Good, good, good. And then we started dating right after that. Um, mm. So I can't tell if that's a thing where like it's Cal and I attract are we're attracted to each other because of that sort of diametrically opposed thing. Um, where she's very type A, she like has this goal, this lofty aspiration. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just out here, man. I'm just trying to live, you know, I'm just trying to hang out. Um, and that's why we work well together. Um, so I'm just trying to kind of follow her as best as I can support her as best as I can. Then wherever I end up, I'm kind of like, all right, that's cool. Um, mm. but yeah, that's, maybe that's really nice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I've been asked this question before like by my boss, they're like, what's your goal? I'm like, <laughs> my goal is to go to work every day and do it. That's about as far <laughs> as I'm thinking, I guess. Um, and she's like, that's okay. great. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Good talk boss. Um, <laughs> but, but no, like, um, my, I, I have this image in my head of me as, as an Ojichan, as a, as an old guy <laughs> in Japan. Right. Um, I made the joke like, oh, just like this, this house with good ass internet in the countryside. Like, and what I mean by countryside, I mean, or the Naka or whatever. I mean, like literally one hour out of Tokyo. You know what I mean? Mm, um, yeah. Like by train, yeah, I can just see like, like do that. <laughs> I could see you walking down the streets with like your hands behind your back. You're hunched over oh a little God, bit. And you're just yes, like yes. nodding. Ohio gozaimasu. Wearing like my every, fisherman's outfit every in the other, middle like, of fucking <laughs> Japan. Oh, hell Yeah. Yo, oh, old I dudes in Japan it. got that fisher fashion, man. They're always about to start fishing at any moment. Yo, for sure. Facts. Yeah. Like, mm, do you? I can like, see. I don't know. I can see. Like, it. I'm. I'm glad you can see that because that's what I'm trying to go for. That's my lofty aspiration <laughs> is to be an old Ojichan. But no, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think in my head, right? Like, you know, Cal, I mean, I'm old. I'm 28. Mm -hmm. I'm on the way mm -hmm. out. I'm about to die soon. Um. So like, 
Cal and I are thinking about kids, thinking about this, thinking about that. And, you know, I would like my kids to speak two languages. And I'm an, I'm an English teacher by trade, right? So I think that no matter where we live, I can teach them English, at least Jersey-style English. Andrew knows it's a very different <laughs> dialect than Norm. Um, but mm. I think that with me, what I really want my kids to do is to be, you know, expert communicators in both languages, right? Um, so I think the yeah. only way you can really do that is by growing up in Japan, right? So after that, mm -hmm. I don't really care what my kids do after that. Um, and obviously, I want to get better at Japanese, right? I think that my Japanese is kind of like so-so. It's middling, right? I I've probably am like an N4 level and N4, N3. Um, mm -hmm. But I would like to one day be like N1, like good enough to speak to almost anybody in Japanese. Um, sure. And it's kind of hard to do that when you're busting your ass in America, working like X amount of jobs, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my... My lofty aspiration is to go back and continue the international, the best, best international couple pursuit that Cal and I were doing <laughs> back in, in Tokyo. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good goal. I like Thank that. You. Thank you, <laughs> therapist. I appreciate you. <laughs> so I, uh, I also have uh, I came up with some other questions because. OK, tell me. Uh, I am officially leaving Japan in less than two months. Jeez. R.I.P. Not to the country, yeah. I mean, to the experience. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I, I'm definitely happy that, you know, I'm glad that I had this experience. I'm mm -hmm. a little sad that, you know, it's it feels like it just started. And now that it's it's like now it's almost over. Um, so I, my first question, mm -hmm. what do you wish you had done before you had before you left Japan? Like, what's one thing that you wish you had done? Hmm. Sorry, I didn't prep you on any of these. No, no, you're all good. I don't like prep. Prep is prep is for the week. Um, no, like, huh? One thing I would have I would have liked to have gone to um, Osaka. That's probably mm. where I would have liked to go. Um, but I don't know. Like, that's that's a difficult question. I I feel like I I was there for much longer than than you. Um, there that's or more true. longer than you will have been. Um, yeah. Right. Um, I went to language school for a whole year, which was like a mm -hmm. long ass time. And I was able to kind of, I was also kind of liquid then where I was like traveling a lot and helping Cow's family with a lot of stuff all over Japan. Um, I got married there, right? Which is a mm -hmm. whole big thing. And I got to experience a traditional Japanese ceremony with my own sort of personal flair to it, which I don't think many <laughs> people get to do. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I told you about that ceremony, right? That was awkward in the best possible way. That was very much an awkward pause situation, that whole <laughs> ceremony. But I guess I'll talk about it in a second. Um, let me think. Um, I had this whole like thing written in the year of 2018 when I wrote out like the, the 20 things that I'm like proud that I was able to do in that year since I was leaving Japan as well. Um, mm -hmm. And like I looked at that list and like I'm someone who's pretty, I would like to think I'm pretty humble and I would like to think that I'm pretty like reductive when it comes to my experiences. Right. Cause I, I never really want to be this person who's like, Oh, hello. I lived in Japan for 10 years. <laughs> hello, you heathen. How many languages do you speak? Oh, you only speak the common tongue. Oh, how droll. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I never want to be that kind of person. Um, yeah. And that's why I always kind of try and keep it on the level. I try and keep everything kind of at face value. Um, but I looked at that list and I was kind of like, wow, dude, you, Hot damn, dude, you did a lot. I, I was kind of proud of, of all that I was able to accomplish. Um, yeah. I saw New be. Japan Pro Wrestling. Thank you, man. I mean, it's that's I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. But like it's it's so hard to like kind of micromanage the 
the like, oh, you did a lot of shit. You should be proud. Like, you know, stand up for yourself. Like you've done a lot of shit and be like, hey, you never want to be that asshole who's like who is forcing themselves like on like or forcing their accomplishments on people, I guess, is the right way of saying it. Right. Um, yeah. And it's funny. And and talk about therapy session. This is going deep. So like my mom <laughs> is um, Irish Catholic. Right. Very. Mm-hmm. They are. They are guilt ridden people. So like they're like, hey, don't. What is it like? Not avarice or whatever, whatever the, the sin is, or whatever. Like uh-huh. essentially it's like, don't be a pompous asshole is like one of the sins or whatever. So the second my head ever got big, my mom would be like, hey, cut that shit out. And like straight up smacked me in the top of the head. And I'd be like, all right, I won't anymore. <laughs> um, but then my dad is this like New York Jewish raised by Italian friends, essentially. So he's got like he has to have like chutzpah and like like this like gravitas about him because like this man's been shot before. This man's been stabbed before. Like he, you got to have that kind of like attitude or else you can't make it or whatever. Right. So I have my, my mom on one side, be like, be humble, make sure that you respect everyone equally. And then on my dad on the other side, like, Hey, shut the fuck up, man. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Like, Hey, I've done a lot more <laughs> shit than you eat my ass. You know what I mean? Like those are my two. And like those two voices are exactly what my parents sound like. Right. <laughs> so I feel like I have that internal dialogue of like, Oh man, I can't brag, but I have to, be con- confident, confident. I don't know. Um, mm. but things that I wish I did been to new Japan pro wrestling. I mm. went to the jump museum and I saw a bunch of anime shits on a Rudo shit. That was cool. Um, went to Kyoto. Oh, I never went to Nara. I never went to see mm. like the various like animal like islands mm. essentially. Mm-hmm. So for people that I guess don't know a lot about Japan, cause why would you? Um, like, well, I mean, that's, that's actually rude and reductive. I mean, like, why would you know about this very specific, like Japanese, like Mm -hmm. tourist thing? Right. Of course, you know that Japan exists, that it's an island or whatever. Right. (laughs) Um, but like in Japan, there's like these four really big tourist attractions that are associated with, with animals. Right. So Nara is one and it's this town that essentially is overrun by Japanese fanged deer and (laughs) they just run that shit. Like they will kick your door down and be like, give me cereal now essentially (laughs) and, or crackers or whatever it is. Um, and -hmm. like they bow to you and they're cute and they, they are very adorable, but they will fuck your shit up. Um, and I never got to do that. And that's like a huge, um, like, what's the word like level mm-hmm. two touristy thing, right? Like level yeah. one is like, I went to Tokyo. Level two is like, I went to Kyoto. I no, maybe it's like level three or whatever. Like level three tourists is like, I actually went to Nara. Uh, mm-hmm. Not many people know about it. They're deer that bow at you. That's so polite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Cindy on her fourth trip to Asia or whatever, goes to Nara or whatever. Um, but yeah, so Nara, I never went to Nara. I never went to um, the island. Near, I forget the name of the island, but there's an island near Hiroshima that is like, um, filled with bunnies. Mm. Bunny Island is what I call it. Oh. Um, have you heard of this place? No. I was thinking okay. of Kyushu, but I don't think that place is filled with bunnies. No. Yeah. So there's a there's a rabbit. There's an island, I think, near Hiroshima that um, used to be, this is about to get real dark for a second, used to be a, a like essentially a mustard gas slash poison gas facility. Um, and then obviously big whoops, uh, big oopsie. Um, but they never <laughs> actually made any, I think. And like after world war two, obviously the factory got shut down because of the, um, like the anti-war, um, like sentiment from, from Japan after the fact. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. I think like there, no one lived there. No one did anything there. I think just some motherfucker brought two bunnies and was like, go at it. Bye. And then <laughs> here we are a couple of years later and the, the place is swarming with rabbits and, Damn. and like it became a thing where like initially it was like a historical land landmark or whatever, where it's like, Hey, these are, you know, the atrocities of war and like why we should never do these things again. And then the bunny person happened and they're like, yo, bunnies though. Cute as hell. War <laughs> atrocities. Bye. Island. Yeah. It's like bunny <laughs> Island in like the size two font. It's like also war <laughs> atrocities are very bad. And we probably should never do that again. Honestly, it's really bad that it ever happened. We're really sorry. Bunnies. Like that's like the shit that you, it's like the mm. fine print you don't read is the atrocities or whatever. Um, <laughs> So there's that one. There's the monkeys in Nagoya. Like mm. the, I, I, even though my, my wife's family is from Nagoya, never went to see the monkeys. I was like, yo, monkeys. I'm actually going thing. there tomorrow. I'm not oh, going shit. to the monkey place, but I'm going to that city it's tomorrow. In Nagoya. Hell yeah, dude. And that's the thing too, is that monkeys are unpredictable, man. I could, I could murk a bunny if they were fucking up. Like monkeys <laughs> horrified of monkeys. Yeah. They're too, they're too strong. They're, they're wild. They throw shit at you. I mean, these monkeys seem pretty chill because they're hanging out in baths all day. But oh, yeah, sorry. That's the other part. There's like a volcanic spring where the monkeys hang out. And that's like the appeal. Um, and there's one more animal island, I think. I can't or animal based. You went to the of, foxes. Oh, Fox, though, right? oh, yeah. So I, I saw one of them. I saw the fox village. Um, so that was cool. Seeing a bunch of, of foxes out there in Japan. That was very fun. That was cool. So I saw one. This is like a Naruto I'm just explaining Naruto lore to you. I'm like, so you go to the Northeast and it's the monkey Island. Then to the West, it's the rabbit Island. And then like, (laughs) then of course I saw Naruto. I saw the Fox village and then, um, (laughs) whatever that other animal I just said was. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I wish I could have seen that. I wish I could have seen, I guess, more like religious stuff, I guess. But I mean, that's not really Mm. my, my bag. I saw a bunch of that stuff in Tokyo already. And, And I guess that's the, the hard thing. You know, I lived there for like two and a half, three years. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I had a local as like my girlfriend slash now wife. Right. So like I was able to see a bunch of stuff that I feel like a lot of people normally would be either not barred from doing, but like, I guess either too afraid or like the language barrier is too strong or whatever. Like I sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I just lucked the fuck out. I got to participate in a, um, a summer festival. I carried the shrine. Yo, for real? Yeah. Oh, I haven't said this story before. No. Okay. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, so one of Cowdy's best friends. So for for people that don't know, Cowdy is my wife, obviously. And Cowdy, I like to describe her as the main character of the anime, right? Mm. Like she's she's cute, she's approachable, she's fun. Everyone loves Cowdy, right? It's like everybody loves Raymond for Japan, right? <laughs> she is Raymond, um, but like she doesn't have like the what's the word like. She doesn't have that like stereotypical anime archetype, right? She is just like this very nice, approachable, awesome, quirky lady, right? And that's why I love her. She is this quirky, fun person, right? And the more you get to know her, the more secrets and fun things you learn about her, right? But her mm-hmm. friends very much are those are those stereotypical, I am this personality type, and that's me, <laughs> right? So so she has one posh rich girlfriend who is essentially like the Japanese version of like, Oh really? You have that bag. That's so nice. That's so cute. Wow. <laughs> Great. Like it's like, she has like that sassy sort of rich girlfriend. And then she has, um, a cigarette smoking, uh, side ponytail, like, like always saying rude expletives friend. Or it's like, essentially she has like my dad, imagine my dad's voice, just a Japanese girl. <laughs> 
Like, hey, fuck <laughs> off. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, I can't believe you or whatever. Like this like super <laughs> sassy out there, like talks in like very slang terms in terms of J- Japanese speaking or whatever, mm. who like hangs out mm. in like the the dregs of Shibuya and and Shinjuku like all the time. And I love this friend. This friend is rad. She's so cool. Her name's Emmy. So mm. uh, so Emmy goes to us and is like, hey, I'm a part of this shrine festival because I work at this bar part time. Um, but I can't go because I have to work the bar. Uh, do you want to go, Cowdy? And then Cowdy's like, no, I ain't trying to do that. I did that when I was a kid. And she's like, I do know somebody who would want to go. And then Emmy goes, yeah, get Ian to go instead. And I said, <laughs> okay. So what I did was, and for those who don't know, the shrine during the summer, there are these tiny little portable shrines, I guess. And they're, I mean, by portable, I mean, they're still like thousands of pounds. Like there are these massive, yeah. huge weighted things. And what people do is that they carry them like hundreds of people, like from these massive communities, carry these things like down city blocks. Like they'll block off whole parts of Shibuya Shinjuku, um, like Harajuku, whatever. And or maybe not Harajuku, but you know what I mean? Like um, carry these giant thousand pound things. And there's like so many people carrying them that people can do it. It's like kind of a testament to Japanese like society and uni- unification or whatever. And um, yeah. the belief is that God lives in there or a God lives there. If you're believing in the Shinto faith that there are multiple gods for different things, right? Um, mm-hmm. so essentially what they do is they make a big party out of it where they all get drunk and like they wear the, they all wear like different uniforms, like different, um, districts of Tokyo and Shibuya and Shinjuku or whatever, um, will wear different colored gi and, or not gi, different colored sort of like hakama and, and like outfits or whatever, or yukata in the summertime. And like, you'll wear headbands that are of your squad or whatever. And you like, it's, it's a fucking event, man. It's crazy. Like I'm, I'm talking like this old Japanese man who is the owner of the bar. We walk in and he, he like eyes me down. He like sees me from across the way. He's like this frail old, like tiny Japanese guy. And he walks up to Emmy and goes, who is this guy? Who, who, like, how do you know him? And I was initially like freaked out. I was like, Oh fuck, I'm about to get like screamed at right now. This is like Gaijin syndrome, essentially like them saying like no foreigners doing this. And he wasn't like angry. He was curious. He was like, who is this? I want to know this guy. Tell me all about him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, she gave him the rundown and he's like, Oh, this is my friend's husband. He loves Japanese culture. He's been here for a while. He lo- he just wants to help in any way he can or whatever. And he like takes me under his wing and like him and his wife, like show me the bar and like we get drinks and like we hang out together. And, and he's like, all right, me and you, I'm going to take you to do this. And I'm like, cow, are you not coming with me? And she's like, no, you got to you go follow him. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what if I have no idea what this guy is fucking saying? It's so loud here. I can barely hear myself think. So he brings me over and then he's like, you have in Japanese is saying like, oh, you have to like kind of squeeze your way in. And as someone is leaving the shrine, carrying it on their shoulders, you have to jump in. And he's explained to me in Japanese that there's like, it's almost like a dance where like everyone's kind of jumping at the same time, shifting their weight back and forth. And if you're doing it in unison, it won't hurt your body because you're all in unison moving together. Right. But if you're off sync, you're going to hurt your shoulder or like bruise something or whatever. I understood maybe seven words out of that four sentences that I just said to this man. (laughs) And I was just like going based off context clues or whatever. So I go and I put my shoulder underneath this shrine and I'm like trying my best to move back and forth with these people and I'm doing it and it's like a fun time. It's great. There's a whole song you kind of sing like this chant like, ah, 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 like you're kind of going back and forth (laughs) and I'm like, that was fun. Great. I'm so tired, man. I'm exhausted. And then like we drink for a little bit more. We go home. The next day we get on a flight to Hong Kong. My entire, no joke, my entire (laughs) right side is black and blue (laughs) and I bruised and like sprained or whatever my collarbone. So, and I'm like, 
I'm like, ow, my backpack hurts. Like, this is weird. Like, I, I know I'm getting on this flight, but I should probably check out a doctor if I can. And I pull my <laughs> shoulder blade out on the flight with Cal. And she's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I wasn't listening to the rules enough, I guess. Because, like, we're talking my entire, from neck to shoulder, blue. Damn. That's yeah. insane. So, yeah, that's one of the many random stories um, of living in Japan. And and that's why it's kind of hard to say, like, what, like, did you miss out on anything? I'm like, yeah, maybe. But, like, did the shit that I got into was fucking wild, man. Like, yeah, that is super cool. Mm. But, hey, you, everyone has. Yeah. I, and I think that, like, what I always like to kind of end off these stories with, these, especially those ones. <clears throat> Is that like, oh, man, everyone tells me like, oh, man, Ian, like, you're so privileged. You can't believe how lucky you are to have cow in your life. Like, do you like you can't even don't even tell us these stories because you're like making us feel bad that we didn't do that. I'm like, I got into some wild ass shit before I met cow. You know what I mean? Like people are saying that, like, I say these stories with an air of like anyone can do it. You can do it, too, if you like if you go over to Japan, which is not always true for for everybody. Right. So I always yeah. like to, to like kind of end all these stories with like, hey, keep an open mind, make, make friends in Japan or make friends in foreign countries and like be respectful and and honest and, and caring for other people. And I think that it totally is possible for you, hmm. for anybody. Right. And I'm yeah, sure that you have sure. tons of stories about like your experiences in Japan that like I'm sure someone who was like just locked up in their room the whole time wouldn't have been able to do. Right. So it really mm-hmm. is like what you make of it, I guess, you know, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Then uh, I have I have one last question for you. Nice. What do you miss? What do you miss the most about Japan? Oh, wow. This is such a layered question. Um, I don't know, man. There's there's so much. And I guess it's hard. How about let me throw this question to you while I think. What are you going to miss the most about Japan? Because like I'm like mm. a Tokyo Jean. Like I I like mm-hmm. essentially I was able to kind of go from place to place early on in my Tokyo slash Japan career. But like mm-hmm. the majority of my time, like two out of the two and a half years or three years or whatever that I was there, I was in Tokyo, in the heart of Tokyo. Like the dead mm-hmm. ass center of Tokyo. So like what is it what are you gonna miss the most? Someone who's like kind of like kind of bouncing back and forth between like the Inaka and then the city and then this city and then here and there, like what are you going to miss? Yeah, I think what I'm going to miss the most, what I'm going to miss the most is, of, of, is of course, the food. Mm. Um, and then I think just like the history, mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy that, you know, every day I walk to work, I walk by a shrine that's been been around since the 1400s. Mm-hmm. And like that shit just doesn't happen in America. No. Nope. Like what's the oldest thing in America? Like the Liberty Bell? Yeah. Like, pretty like, much you know like that's you know that's from what like the late 1700s mm-hmm. like that's it and so i don't know it's just there's something to like having like such a rich history that mm. you know we just don't have in america so. and i think that's valid like that's that's a totally like true <laughs> like i lived we used to live in uh sumida which is like the north it's like the uh, it's on the bay, I guess, if you want to call it, or mm-hmm. Sumida River. Um, mm-hmm. And I could literally walk to one of the tallest structures in all of Japan. Walk to. Yeah. Right. And then from walking That's distance cool. from there, I could walk to Asakusa, which is another temple that was like, bro, that shit's been, that's older than me. That's older than everyone I know. That shit's been around <laughs> forever. Right. Like, yeah. And just to walk there and to like see and feel like essentially another world. It feels like time travel. 
half the time mm-hmm. when you're in Japan, right? Um, to yeah. do that is is pretty insane, honestly, and it's it's really cool to see. Um, but like, hey, if you're listening out there, it's so hard to like break this down because, like <laughs> like Sam said, the food the food is delicious, and like the food that we the care packages we get from Cow's Mom are like they make my my week. Right. Like, oh, my God, like having yes. ume or like pickled plum, like rice mm. mix or whatever, like or pickled plum furikake um, and, and stuff like that. That's that like makes my day like having like these small sort of touchstones, like having like special nori or like special um, onigiri makers or whatever that she sends us. Like those are so special to me. Um, but like the food is good. The history is good. The like being able to like kind of see anime and manga like everywhere is super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like, so when I went back recently, mm-hmm. I, um, I was there, you were there and we hung out and we chilled or whatever. And I kind of got to show you like a small snippet of like my neighborhood and like, you know, my family and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was so nice. I really I, liked that. Thanks, man. I, I wanted to kind of show you cause it's so hard to like, Hey, I have this robotic Japanese father-in-law and a goofy, <laughs> like, like it's cheers. It's a Japanese cheers at my fucking house. Right. Um, and like we yeah. drink beer and watch anime at night and like we, we talk and we fuck around with each other. Like we mess with each other and like we prank each other and like, you know, like just to see that. Right. Like I feel mm-hmm. like now there is at least one other person from like the kind of funny slash like internet sort of hobbyist people that I know, like you get it now. You've been there. You understand what it's like to live in that house for a day. So you definitely get mm-hmm. it on a deeper level than other people. Yeah. But like, I guess the thing I miss the most, right, is, and I don't know if Japan feels like this for you because you came into it at a different time in your life, right? Mm-hmm. But kind of like what I described earlier, I came to Japan when I had literally no intentions of ever interacting with anybody from my past life besides like my best friends. Right. I like like American Ian was dead. Right. In my head. (laughs) So like to go from there and have to start from nothing and like kind of make this huge positive change in my life. Right. Like I saw these things that I never thought I would ever see ever. Right. I was able to explore Tokyo and not only explore Tokyo, but like do it again and again and again and become competent in it to the point where like I could show people around Tokyo confidently. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. here's a route of exactly what you should do in Tokyo in one day. Right. And do that with gusto. Right. Um, That is something that I miss being able to like kind of show people this city that I love and essentially that I grew up in, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I I don't know, like when I say grow up in, right, like you obviously think like, oh, Ian, you were born in New Jersey. When you say grow up in, you mean New Jersey, right? Like, mm, not really. <laughs> like when I mean grow up, I mean like to become an independent, like rounded, fully mm-hmm. rounded person, right? Like before Tokyo, and I'm so glad that half you guys that listen to any of our stuff or, or interact with me knew me after Tokyo because I can't even mm-hmm. imagine that person now, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I became a full-blown, like, unique, individual, like, unshackled person in Tokyo. I was able to kind of build my own identity free from all the kind of baggage and and dumb stuff that I had back in America. Um, And that's kind of why I kind of, I owe a lot of my life now to not only Kao and all the people I met in Japan, but, like, to Tokyo itself, right? Like Yeah, definitely. And that's the hardest part. Like, yeah, I love 
I love sushi and I love <laughs> I love the subway. You're like, yeah, of course, public transportation that's cheap and affordable to everyone is awesome. Yeah, like that's like that's obviously the best part. But I guess like the metaphysical thing is like, hey, when I put my headphones on and I walk down like Harajuku, Motesando, Meiji Jingu, whatever, I have these flashbacks of like I was here alone. I knew one person mm. and like to kind of re to kind of feel that like growth of like, damn, dude, you went yeah. from literally zero where your life blew <laughs> to now. <laughs> like it, it didn't suck when I first moved there, but like back in America, it definitely did to go from that to like, hey, you met the love of your life randomly. You met lifelong friends randomly, like luckily. Right. You experience shit that like most people from America have never experienced before you had this awesome experience of like teaching kids, like, which is like your passion. Right. And to kind of like find this other passion, like, okay, beast and, and podcasting and, and video editing and, and stuff like that. Like I, I made some pretty cool videos in Japan and, and I made some pretty cool stuff while I was over there. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. I literally don't think I would have done any of that in New Jersey and, and no shame on Jersey. You got a good bagel, you got a good pizza. Like it's great, but <laughs> I don't know. There's some people out there, me included, that need to like, what is that quote from that fucking Star Wars or whatever? Like, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Like, mm. like me leaving for Japan, selling all my shit, saying like, fuck off to everybody that I knew. I, was, I can say fuck, right? I know I asked this earlier. It's cool. Oh, oh, yeah. Give right, cool. to me. Say, say Give me like, those fucks, Ian. Okay. Yeah. Well, because like, I, I try and re- <laughs> limit the, the F words on the OK Beast, even though they still come out. But um <laughs> No. The um, reins are off. The brains are off. Oh, God, I'm sorry. The reins um, are off. Yeah, I'm no longer. It's weird because I'm in this gimp suit, but the reins are off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, like just to say fuck off to like all the <laughs> stupid shit that I was dealing with back in the U.S., back in Jersey, and then to kind of be free from that and to be like, hey, whatever I do, I don't need to fucking tell my mom about it or like get OK from my dad or or like tell my best friend or tell this friend or tell this. I'm like, hey. If I do it, all those motherfuckers are asleep. So mm-hmm. no one's going to give me shit for another 12 hours. So I'm just going to do it, you know? And, um, yeah. And like, I you know, for know. all the good and the bad, it was, it was an amazing experience. So yeah. that. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on this therapy session. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really happy uh, we got you back on. Uh, you can follow me. On Twitter at SmathXX. You can follow Elmer at Elmer Does. You can follow Cassidy at Sergeant Cass. You can follow Andrew at Street Sweeper with one R. Ian, if the people want to find you online, where can they find you? My address is no, that would be really bad. <laughs> can you imagine how many times people have doxed themselves with that joke? Um, no. <laughs> My uh, Twitter handle is at Ian Why Not. At Ian, not the letter Y, W H Y N O T. I also don't know why I didn't mention this. Uh, I, we have an anime show that I'm the host mm. of that I literally forgot existed until right now. <laughs> um, uh, we do an anime show called A Plus Anime over there at OK Beast uh, with good old buddy Nato Johnston. I don't know if you ever heard mm. of him. He's this Australian guy. You probably don't know him, Sam. Uh, this Who's is he? This, no idea. He's um, 
He's some. Um, and you can find him uh, on that show. That's at A plus anime, all spelled out A P L U S A N I M E. Um, we talk about anime and from a beginner's perspective and try and give the kind of summary of the first one to three episodes. Uh, it's a really fun show. You guys should check it out. Um, we talked before earlier that I'm on the OK Beast show. Um, that is a video games tech nerd related podcast. We kind of you know, do stuff like that. That's fun. We just talked about packs. That's kind of another thing that we just did. Um, you can follow that. Um, on Twitter at OKBeast now. That's O-K-B-E-A-S-T-N-O-W. And I'm pretty sure that's everything that I'm doing. Um, oh, we have, um, if you're into D&D, we were talking about D&D before the show started in the pre-show. Um, yeah. But if you're into D&D, um, that is also going to be a thing that we're going to start doing on OKBeast uh, pretty soon in the, in the coming year. So if you're into sort of fantasy sort of stuff, but like with a little bit of a chaotic twist, um, come on over. That sounds like a lot of fun. And actually, I uh, I podcasted with NATO a couple weeks ago, <gasps> or maybe last week, two weeks ago, uh, with Jono, and NATO invited me to be on A+. <gasps> so uh, still waiting for that invite. Uh, uh, I, I thanks, everyone. That. You can I rescind it. Nope, not allowed. <laughs> nope, you're done. You can uh, you can buy our hot some hot-ass new merch uh, at awkwardpausepod.com backslash merch. Can I, uh, we'll I, I know you're next. doing it. Wait, before you say that. I am a purchaser of Awkward Pause merch. That shit is fuego, dog. That shit's mm. slappy. It's so good. Hey, you listening <laughs> out here, stop what you're doing. Take out a credit card. <laughs> Send the digits to Sam personally so that he can get Fortnite V-Bucks and then buy a shirt separately. They are so good. The designs are amazing. 10 out of 10. They always slap. There's anime ones. There's Sabrina the Teenage Witch ones. You can't buy them anymore, but they did exist at one point. Go and check they out did. what they are this month. And please buy one. Support these beautiful boys. They deserve it. Mm. And uh, before I forget, again, last week's episode, episode 69, we fucking missed it. We fucking missed our biggest meme. So uh, this is episode 70. Uh, I don't know. Pretend I made some better 69 joke. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye.
Purse and on the gas, too fast, and I lose shit. Give me a bed, and I do her. I wanna hit my do something. I swear a nigga gone, cut it strong, I'm blowing super. Hey, hey, ride it for a new day. I'm skating like that nigga Lupe. Hey, I'm on the top, just like two pace. Hey, don't make her mouth, just like two pace.